0: Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Show. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Tim Schmidt of Ice Cold Marketing. Tim, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. All right, it is our pleasure. I love the boys in the hood poster in the background. Um, (laughs) Let's go back in time a little bit because I know you weren't always a ice cold marketing guru. How did you get started?
1: I uh, actually was hired out of college by Accenture, the tech company run out of Chicago, and I accepted their offer a month into my senior year of college, which was really exciting. I got a bonus and everything, and it was great. Well, fast forward to my graduation, and it was the year 2000, and the tech era just started flopping. And they had called me and said, we don't have a job for you right now, but if you wait two years, we'll gladly take you. Love to have you on board. And here's $15,000 for the inconvenience. So, Wow. Yeah. You know when you're 22 and just getting out of college with a lot and of someone debt? someone just
0: hands you money and you don't have to work? That's a great deal.
1: That was like a million dollars to be back then. It I really bet. Cool. So I took that and rolled the dice and just said, I'm getting out of Minnesota, doing something different and moved to a very exotic place called South Beach. Once I got there, I connected with some guys that were uh, doing SEO in the very early stages and started doing sales for them and it created a monster. I was always an addict to the web and, and hungering around, tinkering around and doing things with AOL dial up and as far back as I can remember, always online and just you couldn't get me out of there. That was basically a license to learn how things worked from their tech guy, how things were told to customers by their salesmen. And I got about a 15-month education there before I moved on and started doing my own things online.
0: All right. So what prompted you to leave that nest, so to speak, and go do your own deal?
1: It was one of those things where a couple of guys that were fresh out of Wall Street started the firm and, you know, they were really condescending from the start saying, well, we're going to take a chance on you. You're really young. You don't You don't really have an experience or you can't find yourself in life. And the biggest difference we had was they expected everybody to get on the phone and make 300, 400, 500 calls a day to try to get SEO clients. I learned right away that it was a consultative approach. You can't sell SEO, even in the old days, without explaining to people how things happened. Back then, people didn't even know what it was. Right. So we bought heads right away and the styles were different. And as we grew that place, I mean, it was a really good story. It was six people when I got there and over
0: 80 when I left. Wow. That's a huge difference.
1: It was great, but they didn't really let everybody that started with them um, grow with it. I got a couple promotions and, you know, got salary on top of my commissions and it was great, but I could just see that it wasn't going to go anywhere past that. And I felt like I was getting held back and I could kind of recreate that. And instead of going and trying to dress up and impress everybody in an office building that I was not even doing business with, I could do it in my underwear or whatever I chose to wear from my South Beach condo. And that's what I chose to do.
0: Awesome. And we appreciate, well, we can't tell if you're wearing your underwear now. Anyway. All (laughs) right. So um, talk to us a little bit about, okay, so you left, you started your own business. And tell us a little bit about that roller coaster journey.
1: Sure. Well, it's, it's really hard for anyone that has experience starting an agency that doesn't have experience starting an agency. I mean, you have to create trust with everybody, especially when you're young. I was under 25 getting out there and not having references and saying, well, I just quit this company when I learned everything. It's, it's a tough pitch. So you need to kind of prove it. You need to work with people that trust you already, whether it's friends, family, warm leads, referrals, and you really got to knock it out of the park for them. And that's what I found being the biggest stepping stone, getting those testimonials, getting people to trust me, running their AdWords. Uh, back then we were still doing web design and moving it into SEO is kind of an upsell It was very hard, especially when, you know, you were telling people you were doing it from home, like everybody else down in Miami at the time was at some sort of home-based business. No one ever understood. Right. Uh, It was weird, but, you know, we hit a few things that really catapulted us to kind of the next level. When I say us, I had a partner that did it with me. We grew it together. So it was, it was a struggle, but we always found out that if we could deliver for the clients we had, the referrals would come, the new leads would come and we kind of moved up from people in our building that people saw every day. When you work from home in high rise, you see people getting coffee. You see them in the Valley, you see them around town. And especially South Beach is a really small place. They saw me go from a studio to a two bedroom to a two bedroom that was bigger to a penthouse. So it's hard to not notice that. And people were asking, what do you do? And, you know, generally I started networking and getting in the right clicks and and trying to, you know, work my way up finding uh, the who's who of Miami. and, And that really worked well.
0: Awesome. And then tell us a little bit about how your company looks now. I've really
1: moved on from the agency thing. I got a lot into affiliate marketing and developing websites that were really high authority portals that solve problems, whether it was diet, how to look younger, things that are ageless, as we say, evergreen topics. That's the main thing that I like to get into. Something that solves a problem that will never go away, not hopping on the hottest trend like Garcinia Cambogia, which was there for a year or two, and then having nothing when that trend is kind of done. So, I got into those and built some portals and was doing really good in affiliate marketing. And then found one affiliate program that worked really well. And that was the anti aging space, which led me to create what I have now is called Skin Pro, a company with over 50 different products. We have body creams for cellulite, we've got facial creams, serums, dark circles, bags. You probably wouldn't know it, but I'm already 80 and uh, <laughs> I'm sure.
0: so, uh, it's working incredibly well.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that. So, that's what I'm doing today. Um, I do have a handful of just private consulting clients that. Either new from way back or it's, just, it's a perfect fit with the assets I have uh, to promote them and, and the understanding is good. But I don't, you know, go out and market myself as an SEO anymore or, or just take people that need help. Uh, you know, the odd, the odd ones do come in that's a fit, but I probably turn down 90% of leads that I even, you know, get even if they're warm. But um, yeah, so it's full e-commerce, Amazon, you know, selling creams, selling dreams. That's, uh, that's what I'm doing today.
0: That is awesome. So what do you like best about what you do now?
1: I like the ability to be creative. You know, the thing with skincare is everyone just thinks it's uh, a boring topic that you put a cream on and you look younger, whether it's uh, on your arms or on your face or whatever it is, but there's a lot that goes behind it. And the savvy customers out there, if you do the keyword research, whether it's on Google or Amazon, you'll find that these people really dig into trends and they read a lot. They know what cosmeceutical peptides are. They know that vitamin C is a great ingredient if you're looking for something that'll get rid of the signs of aging and rejuvenate your face. So our customers are looking at these things and we can see trends go up from you know a year away. The whole company started basically on the premise that a dermatologist friend of mine was saying, we aren't really doing a lot of Botox anymore because women can't afford it because the economy dipped, So they're selling, you know, they're buying creams online and, and in their department stores for $100 versus spending $600 for a Botox injection. And that's what they did to get by. I and mean, you got to cut some things out when the economy's bad and you're not making as much money. So the keyword research really drives us to be creative. There's always new ingredients out there. And a lot of them are front run by people like Dr. Oz. That was actually a big breakthrough for us. He talked about an ingredient that we really harped on. We believed their studies for a couple of years. And then Dr. Oz came out and just validated everything we believed in. All these uh, studies, all these sheets and PDFs we got from overseas. And we're putting in our creams. And guess what? When Dr. Oz talked about it, I think we had like eight of the first 10 positions for the peptide called our
0: Gerolene in Google. Wow, that's awesome. Congratulations. So. Thanks. Uh, Predicting the future helps. (laughs) It does. (laughs) It does. Not sure how you can scale or systemize that. Um, So, with all the success you've achieved, what's your biggest challenge now?
1: Continuing to be innovative. You know, not every uh, peptide or ingredient, or whether it's organic or made in a lab, not every one of them gets the results that that one had. I mean, our Geraldine was simply that aha moment in 2012 that took us from, yeah, this is a cool little part time business. We still have other projects to like, this is it. This is what we have. Let's build this thing. And at the time, I think we had eight products. Now there's over 50. So coming out with those kind of things, we've had a lot of home runs, but we've swung and missed a lot too. we put a lot of products out there to try to like look like someone else out there and it hasn't worked, whether it was a, an ingredient they use or an angle they used and not all of them work. So the a big challenge is the same thing that I like, the creativity angle. It's hard to find that next one and really hit that thing. You've got to put out about five or 10 before you get one that really sticks and stays around.
0: That makes a lot of sense. So how do, you do, how do you do your research? How do you decide what are we going to test?
1: So we work with a couple overseas laboratory partners, and their job basically is to come out with peptides. And they make them in laboratories. They test them. They run studies. And when they get to full efficacy, always a word I have trouble with, <laughs> they present them to us in PDF format. Sometimes I sit down with them. Sometimes it's a PowerPoint. But that basically tells us what it's got. If It reduces wrinkles by 89% in appearance over 45 days. I'm interested. So we go to that, bring that to our laboratory, a pharmacist, and say, "What can we put this with? What kind of price is it? You know, at this amount of uh, level of efficacy, and where do we go from here? And who do you sell it to? And there's a lot of R&D that goes into that kind of stuff. And when you do that, you end up with a different product every time. But you know, staying on top of those things and finding out from the overseas labs and our pharmacist. And you know what, a lot of reading goes into it too. I read a lot of online journals constantly. (laughs) I hate to admit, but I will watch the titles on Dr. Oz every day and just kind of see what they're talking about. And if there's some new peptide or some new skincare or anti-aging product out there or topic, I'll tune in and tape it and try to fast forward to that part and see what it's all about.
0: Awesome. And tell me, okay, so obviously you had the Dr. Oz one where you lucked into it. Um, what are some of your other top selling programs and how do you keep them at? Cause obviously there's tons of competition. How are you, how are you staying on top of that? So
1: th- that's a very difficult thing. I mean, I can speak from as recently as CBD. It seems like everybody's doing something with CBD. There's pizzeria in my town starting selling pizza with CBD. In it. So, I mean, it just, it's got out of control. Wow. Yeah. But naturally, you know, just through following all the online trends and reading Facebook groups, everybody out there selling CBD oil or they're an affiliate for it or a merchant processor for it. I mean, the whole gamut is out there. I looked at it and said, we have a 10 year history selling skin creams online. We've got a great customer base. Let's go out there and make CBD creams. They do sell. They are very sticky with consumers. Some people love them, but it's kind of weird because a lot of times we can introduce products that have peptides in them or are organic and people eat them up. I mean, one email we can send out And our whole inventory that we ordered is is pretty much sold. It's not the same with CBD. That's an interesting customer. That's more of like the marijuana advocate. And I don't really think my list of 40 plus women is really all there. Some of them are totally against marijuana. So that's a big challenge that happens. But I mean, just kind of listening. And the biggest thing I always tell people is if you're trying to figure out a niche to get into online, just look at what's being advertised. Go to Yahoo and see what the front page has for sponsored ads open your emails. The more spam emails you get for a topic, the bigger it is online. And it's true. And it sucks, but you can kind of fall into those things. So I fell into CBD like that. And it's not our biggest earner, but it's a hot trend, right?
0: Okay, so I love the idea of checking your spam as market research. That is, that's brilliant. I've never thought about that before. That makes a ton of sense. Um, Even though they're spamming, technically, some of those folks are very smart marketers. Um, They're ethics and their legality is a whole nother question (laughs)
1: i'm with you there
0: um i i I think i got 20 emails yesterday this new thing in the last week where it says i have a recorded video of you or whatever um (laughs) got that one too (laughs) Yep, you got that one too all right um so tell me a little bit about your um because if you're handling if you've got like 50 products now tell me about a little bit about the makeup of your team We've got a full-time
1: warehouse staff that's up in New York. We have a, basically a distribution center up there that takes care of everything as far as the orders, customer service, handling, fulfillment, logistics, getting it to Amazon if it needs to be in Amazon, the whole gamut. I'm supported by about 10 VAs, one that is in charge of most of them. And I talk to him every single day, twice a day, morning and night, executing different things. And my approach is you can't do everything. I'm doing a lot of operational stuff as it is. So I outsource things like AdWords, Facebook ads. I'm just getting inst- into some Instagram stuff right now. The biggest thing I do right now is email marketing because I'm kind of the face and name behind the brand. They're all personal with my name and I talk in the first person. But I think outsourcing is very key. So I've got a team of just about under 15 people. It's 13, 14, depending on when, that do everything from producing videos for YouTube ads, Facebook, pretty much everything. Fulfillment, logistics, all the way down.
0: Okay, so... How are you? How are you managing them, and how are you hiring them and finding them in the first place?
1: Uh, the management's different with every person. I go direct with the head of IT, who basically takes care of all the offshore VAs. Uh, we talk on Skype, we talk on email. He works then on Basecamp, or I believe he actually switched to Asana now, and uses that to handle tasks and, and get everything completed. There's two key people I speak with every day, and. Those people, I mean, it's phone, it's Skype. I mean, if it's something simple, it's a quick Skype message. If it's important, it's phone. And finding them is uh, rather easy. I mean, Upwork is pretty good. You have to vet a lot of people for that. But Upwork is good. PeoplePerHour.com works as well. Um, Even posting in Facebook groups, too. I just got introduced to a very, very solid, well, promising. I haven't used them yet. team that does a lot of social growth and Amazon Influencer type stuff. And I'm really excited to see what they can do. I just spoke with them yesterday. So, if you're in any groups with people that have common interests, I mean, not everybody's competing against each other. If one guy sells dog treats and here I am with skincare stuff, we can share the same Facebook guy or the same, you know, Instagram guy if they're the best. I, I don't like to try to do anything myself or figure it out. If there's people out there who can clearly do it and it's, you know, somewhat affordable, I'll take a
0: chance. Awesome. Um, another one we use, we might we would toss out there is Nathan Hirsch's Free Up, um, which is a great service for finding folks. Interesting. So, what are you? Um, 50 products right now, we what's your goal? Where do you want to get to?
1: You know, there's really no goal on exact products, but I, I do think that there's a couple lines of products that could be developed a lot more. Like for example, we have a women's body care line that does everything from getting rid of cellulite to even plumping your breasts quite a bit, you know, never uh, first person test, never tested it on myself. I do right. test every product, but that one I had to skip out on. So it's growing that the organic niche is one that's uh, a really big niche for me right now it's something we never got into until last year and the whole play with whole foods and everything, especially with Amazon owning that is very big and everyone wants it, wants organic ingredients. They're non irritant. So I think growing that and basically creating the entire line under there is good. So we can easily get up to a hundred over the next couple of years. There's no really defined goal. It's kind of, again, really pick and choosing battles at this point. There's a lot of good revenue producers and we still swing for the fences. I've got a product in mind. That's a really risque kind of angle for millennials. Although after talking to a couple of recent millennials that I, you know, as they said, told me, they're kind of the guy I was targeting, very affluent, very on the go, very entrepreneurial. They were like, I'd never put a serum on my face, but I'm in my 20s. And I'm like, yeah, so that's, that's weird because you don't really think about anti-aging until you start developing the signs of them.
0: And then, right. It's not, it'd be much easier as a preventative than as a cure.
1: hundred percent. So that's being kicked around, but I'm having a little apprehension now. So I might bring it out on a smaller scale, but um, you know, the whole premise behind it was create something that was, Really cool. And it's called Vice Serum. Maybe one day we'll see it. Awesome. That's a great yeah. name. Yeah, right. And it's uh, a lot of the whole Miami angle here because it's in our backyard. You know, think of Justin Bieber going out all, all night on South Beach and then waking up and having bags under his eyes and looking like crap, but having to go and perform. Right. That's the serum for those kind of people. So we'll see if we roll that out. Because if I do it, it's going to be 100% with a big video series and a lot of cool stuff, educating, but also kind of playing the angle of, hey, you just met a girl, you got out of her bed and now you got to go to work and, and shine. Let's do it. You
0: know. So you mentioned Facebook ads. You mentioned Instagram. I'm Google. Are you doing any Amazon PPC?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. That's a huge part of the Amazon play right there. Yeah.
0: And then are you? You mentioned shipping too. So are you all FBA or is some of it? Are Are you fulfilling some of it?
1: We fulfill some orders because we choose to ship globally. And some of the FBM orders come through that are big in Canada. Basically, anywhere you can read English ads, we ship to on a daily basis. Um, Singapore, Australia, England, Canada, of course. So those are a lot of uh, FBM ones. And then there's still some products that we've launched that have certain kind of chemicals. Not really a chemical, but an acid, like a salicylic acid, that have to get cleared for hazmat. So it's a process that, to get them through. But we're about 90% FBA.
0: Okay. So that's awesome. Um, you talked a little bit about the size of your team. Are you comfortable with 50 products um, sharing any of your, like what type of sales numbers you guys are doing?
1: Sure. I mean, it's a multi-million dollar operation. Okay. We're looking to increase that and to get that eight figure. So we're not quite there yet, but that's where we're looking to
0: go. Awesome. Congratulations. That's incredibly successful. Uh, I know your time is really valuable. We're coming to the end of our show. We got a couple more quick questions. You mentioned, a uh, couple of private coaching clients was that tough to talk to us a little bit about that. Are you teaching other people how to do what you do?
1: Yeah. So affiliate marketing's always been something I've done on the side. Now my processes are basically hundred percent outsourced. I've kind of removed myself, taught people how to write like me, taught people how to do the copy. And I, I like to buy high authority. Like I talked about earlier domains and really put out some content out there that not only I use for affiliate marketing, but I also use them to sell my own products too. You know, if you've got a portal of people coming for health information, might as well throw up some banners and some articles about skincare, right? So those are the kind of things I, I coach people on e-commerce. I've got into a little bit, but I mostly do teach affiliate marketing, how to make money passively. And it's a lot of upfront work. Most people don't you know, understand that you've really got to build a big authoritative portal or YouTube channel to get people to listen to you. You can't just put out two articles and do some SEO and hope that you're going to, you know, make passive income by the thousands for years on end. So that's something I do, you know, sporadically. I did have a whole program I used to sell on that, but it kind of got, dated and stale. And it was a lot of management that took me away from skin pro, which is my main focus. So I switched to doing just mentoring and it's better for me and it's better for the student.
0: Awesome. Um, last two questions Two. what is the best advice you've ever gotten?
1: Your time is valuable. That's the best advice I can give. I mean, people don't understand that. I see a lot of people just wasting time and there's really no better way to say it. I mean, your time is your most valuable asset.
0: Okay. And then number two, um, we've covered a lot, obviously anything else you want to share that I didn't think to ask you.
1: Sure. I did write a book over the last several years and it's not really a question that I'm sorry to take the platform like this. Please,
0: no, please share with our audience yeah. what your book is and where they can go get it.
1: So it'll be available in about a month. It'll be on Amazon. It'll be in every edition like that. You can also get a hardcover copy there as well. We'll see where it goes from there. But basically it's 15 lessons that I've learned over my business career that have really helped me catapult to different levels. Things that you can do and things that I've done when I've been extremely broke. The book is for people born without any advantage monetarily, um, without the vertical of LeBron James, you know, the voice of Prince, you name it. It's for people, the average guy, which is why it's called amplifying average. And it's basically how you can go to the next level and do little things and and kind of take risks. And that can really be calculated that can help you get ahead. When leads aren't there, what to do, how to close that lead, how to get to the person and and create a personal contact. So really 15 things that I really extrapolated out of my life and, uh, you know, my mentor's lives as well and really go into an in hammer home. And it's a kind of a book for everybody. Everybody can learn something from it. Uh, Highly motivational and something that I hope people
0: enjoy. Awesome, all right. Well, we will uh, tell them to keep an eye on everything you're doing so that they can get a copy of it when it comes out. Um, So let us get us links or whatever you've got at that point. We'll certainly promote it for you. Um, We greatly appreciate your time. We know it's valuable. Tim of (laughs) Ice Cold Marketing, thank you so much for joining us. Thank
1: you, Seth, I appreciate
0: it. Do you need money to fund your idea, product or service?